you woke up this morning, it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day. So get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. And if you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. And if you woke up exhausted, it's still a good day. Because you woke up, so get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. In this week's episode, we're going to change things up and compare our most memorable pizza experience to the best pizza we've ever had. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. I love that transition. Aaron, when it comes to pizza, it's not necessarily the best. That's the most memorable pizza experience, you'd say, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I've had a lot of different pizza experiences because I've eaten a lot of pizza over the years that I've been on this earth. Uh, But, you know, sometimes the best pizza you've ever tasted is not going to be the best memory about eating pizza that you're going to come up with. Yeah, there's that that experience that you have, like when you're sitting in an airport at 3 a.m. and your flight got delayed and... You just hear that stupid monotone come over for the 14th time. Johnson, is there a Johnson at the gate? And you're like, I don't care. I'm not Johnson. Just shut up about Johnson. He's clearly not here. He's clearly not here. And then you see a Sabaros. Yep. And it's not, you know, it's just like every other Sabaros. It's it's a chain for a reason, but you know that you're going to have food, it's going to be tasty, and you're going to be able to just kind of sit and relax and focus on anything but what problems you're having with your travel in that particular You let case. the garlic waft into your nose and just melt your cares away. Absolutely. Every time. So I'd like to actually kick things off by talking about my most memorable pizza experience. Let's let's hear about this. Um I got married in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, I was it, there. <laughs> I know you were. It wasn't uh, like a destination, like we eloped kind of wedding. We actually had a full-on destination wedding where we were in a theater, and the Inspire Theater, actually, and um, had like a big wedding party. We had 80 people there. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, wonderful. It was beautiful. But the first night that we were there, we had to go everywhere. We had to pick people up. We had to pick up supplies. My husband had to get his tuxedo. We mm-hmm. had to fetch people from the airport. We had to fetch relatives. By the time we actually got back to the D, the hotel we were staying at, it was almost 10 o'clock at night. And my mother-in-law is very picky about where she eats, especially when she's hangry. So she would not eat at the Coney Island hot dog place. She would not eat at the McDonald's. She would not eat at one of the little street food vendors or like little pop-up shops on Fremont Street, Mm -hmm. of which there are plenty. Oh, they're all over the place. Uh, Nor did she want to try to wade through another casino to try to find another place to eat. Enter Pizza Rock, the shining jewel of pizza perfection in downtown Las Vegas. On any given day, Pizza Rock is a great place to go for pizza. But when you are hangry, it is divine. 
divine pizza. That sounds just amazing. Yeah, I've actually heard a rumor that they import water to make their pizza so that they can actually capture um, the, the, the feel of the dough from uh, where Tony, the, the original um, uh, chef, Oh, it's is it like a like an imported mineral water from like a specific spring and in like specific region? Yeah, something like that. Um, I've I've heard a rumor on uh, that that that's how they actually make their dough. But we went to Pizza Rock and they had happy hour starting at ten o'clock. That's a great time for happy hour. It is, and the best part about Pizza Rock's happy hour five dollar personal pizzas. And those are not like tiny little. Uh, like to go personal pan pizzas that you get from the pizza huts of the, of the world that are like, you know, s- six inches, maybe you're talking like a fairly good size, like almost a small pizza from any other place, right? Oh, yeah. And and like, you know, this isn't like the cheap, you know, um, pizza, like personal pizza you would get at some other places. This is actually their same quality pizza, just in a smaller size, personal sized. So you get that really nice kind of well textured crust served to you. That just sounds amazing. And then the other thing that washes just your cares away, 32 ounce PBR served in a paper bag for $4. Because that says class right there. And it's served on your table. (laughs) It's even better. And you know, because it's Las Vegas, nobody cares if you just walk away with it after you're done. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you You can drink maybe a quarter of that and just carry that thing around until you're done wherever you go on Fremont Street. Yeah, or, you know, uh, if you do what I did, you finish it in the restaurant and order a second to take with you. Exactly. The the to-go drinks are amazing in Las Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, I'm in town for my wedding. I might as well. Uh, So, Aaron, tell me a little bit about your most memorable pizza experience. See, I think uh, the... The most memorable for me is going to be the the first time I had a baked potato pizza from Pizza Luce. Have you had uh, one of those? Uh, no, no. Okay, but I do have a. I do remember watching Gordon Ramsay get really, really angry about a pizza joint that made a baked potato pizza. You know, and it's one of those things. It seems a little odd every time that somebody. I know from, you know, comes into, into town for the first time, I try to get them to have that because it is an experience in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just mashed potatoes on a pizza crust. So it's carbs with carbs. Anybody who's having a carb, a low carb diet. Now, now wait, before you, before you go any further, uh, with the mashed potatoes, is mm-hmm. it still like a, a crispy crust or is it a floppy crust? Um, it is, uh, it's, it's a regular hand tossed kind of thinner hand, cr- hand toss. So it is a little floppy, uh, because of the weight of all the toppings, but it is not a soggy, like just limp crust does that make more sense yeah it definitely does so you can actually still pick it up it doesn't just dissolve in your hands right and it it feels more like uh you know kind of brooklyn style thin crust that you can uh you can hold and fold and then that keeps its structure a little bit better um but the rest of the toppings you know so you've got just a good set of creamy mashed potatoes you have bacon you have cheddar cheese on there uh you have broccoli and you have tomatoes like just diced tomatoes wait broccoli on a pizza broccoli on a pizza it's it is amazing. It is not something you'd usually think of, uh, but it is you know it is a loaded baked potato on a pizza crust, and it is served with sides of sour cream that you can either slather on or you can dip in. So you slather on the sour cream or you dip it. Correct. It's just like eating a baked potato. So you know some people want to have that uh, that sour cream inside the potato as they eat it. Sometimes people mash it on the on the plate there. What about chives? 
there are chives on there as well. There's actually chives in the sour cream as well as on the on the pizza itself. I do have a very important question for you, mm-hmm. and uh, this is because I'm in Minnesota. Can I get it with top the tater? They don't offer that uh, that I know of, but you can always have that pizza delivered to your home from one of the Pizza Luce's locations and then use your own top the tater. Would they look weird at me if I brought top the tater to their restaurant and I spooned it onto my pizza? I severely doubt that they would look at you weird in that way. For our listeners that are not from Minnesota... Um, which by this episode, hopefully we'll have some top of the tater is basically just a chive and onion sour cream dip. Mm-hmm. And which, it's, it's delicious. It really is. And like, that really does kind of simplify it, but it's one of those dips that even if you're somebody that normally doesn't eat a lot of dip, if you like chive and onion and sour cream, you might eat most of it in one sitting. Absolutely. And you know what? I, that makes me, the next time I get that pizza, really want to just grab some top the tater and, and bring it with or, uh, you know, have it at hand, on hand at home when I have it. All right. So I have a treat for you. Okay. Um, and this kind of leads into my my next thing. Um, my favorite kind of pizza actually started because I my very first trivia hosting gig mm-hmm. um, was hosting at the Green Mill in Lakeville, Minnesota. And while I was there... I started asking for this pizza that the that they kind of liked. Um, I don't know. Just on a whim one day, I, I decided that I, I didn't really want buffalo wings and I didn't really want pizza. So I asked if they could combine the two together in some way. And uh, But I didn't really want chicken either. Mm-hmm. So I asked for a pepperoni pizza with buffalo sauce mixed into it. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, and um, that was how the Andy special got born at that green mill. They actually took to calling it that as people started, uh, occasionally somebody would walk up to the bar and order it. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So um, I have kind of a treat for you. Um, uh, we I, we ordered a pizza and I, I, I couldn't, you know, mix the hot sauce into the sauce and mm-hmm. i didn't want to just use any hot sauce i wanted to find a really good hot sauce i don't have like buffalo sauce right now i, I used it the last time i frank's red hot or you yeah. know that kind of thing but um in the next episode we're gonna cover portland saturday market and i picked up a locally made um well locally in that it's out of seattle but <laughs> Local to Washington yeah. State. Uh, three pepper hot sauce that we've sprinkled over the entirety of the pizza or half of it. So you can compare uh, pepperoni and hot sauce with the regular kind of pizza sauce versus the non-hot sauce. Now, for our listeners, you pr- you're probably saying like, oh, you know, I've gotten Domino's with hot sauce on it before. I've gotten X with hot sauce on it before. But there's a different thing than just getting like any generic hot sauce versus mm-hmm. blending like an actual like buffalo sauce or thing that's intended to be hot wing sauce. Yep. With your pizza sauce or put on top of it. So this is an actual thing that I use when I make hot wings. That's it. I mean, you know, I can't wait to taste this. Yeah. So we're going to just take a quick moment. We're going to pause our recording, taste it, because honestly, you don't want to listen to chewing sounds. Um, no one and then, wants to hear no, chewing. And then we'll come back and we'll give you, and Aaron will give you his impressions of how that kind of flavor tastes to him. I can't wait. 
And we are back. All right. So what we had uh, was a five meat stuffed pizza from Papa Murphy's, which is a take and bake place uh, that most people should be familiar with. Uh, And by the way, if you're not familiar with it, take and bake means the pizzas are not cooked in house. Uh, you, You go pick up a raw pizza, for lack of a better term, you bring it home, you cook it in your own oven. Uh, the, you know, the only thing that's really baked there is generally the staff at certain times. But uh, what we did add uh, to that half, as we were discussing earlier before the break, uh, is we have put Grimm Brothers Inferno portion number 1031 onto yeah. that, onto half that pizza. Um, we did use it sparingly. It is a very hot uh, sauce. That's right. Um Go ahead. The Grimm Brothers is uh, is one is a local, uh, well, local Seattle to Seattle, <laughs> Seattle based company, and they uh, they sort of have a faux mysticism style thing for all of their uh, hot sauces and uh, tinctures. Um, most of the things they make are sauces, but they do actually make an extract as well. Yeah, extracts, uh, the the capsaicin extracts, to me, are terrifying. They sound amazing in certain respects, but they are just like pure heat on your tongue 100% of the time. Yeah, and I guess I might as well bring this up now, even though I'll probably talk about it in the Portland Saturday episode, too. Mm -hmm. Um, The the person who is running the booth um, that sells the hot sauces here, when you walk up, will say, okay, I will take a taste of every single hot sauce that you do up until the very, very end, including a shot of the tincture. Um, but you have to take the shot of the tincture too. Which is, you know, I've, I've had extracts before mm-hmm. and those things are insane. And by shot, he, I mean like a, a, a drop of, yeah. of the tincture, not an actual like shot glass full of it. No, no. Uh, you, you, if you ever have the thought to put an actual ounce of uh, some, some sort of capsaicin extract like that in, and put that into your body all at once. Seek medical attention immediately. Seek immediate med- Like call the ambulance before you think about taking it because it's, it's just a bad idea. Please mm-hmm. don't actually do it. Uh, I did want to go through and just quick read the, ins- the ingredients though that are here on this particular sauce uh, because it has a, like it is a smooth heat. Uh, it is definitely hot. Uh, and when used sparingly, it just adds a lot of flavor. Uh, but the first ingredient is a tomato puree, a tomato puree, uh, then a scotch bonnet, peppers, vinegar, reaper, scorpion, ghost peppers, and spices, which are all organic and non-GMO. Um, but it does have the three hottest peppers on earth in it, and it is absolutely delicious. It added a nice kind of like heat in the background, but it wasn't overpowering and it didn't, it didn't change anything. It did add a good amount of flavor because we had, you know, we each had a slice with the, uh, with the, the hot sauce on it and without, and you could definitely see, you know, feel the difference, uh, in the heat, but it tasted amazing. And yeah. I'm really happy that we did that. Yeah. You can get a lot of really nice flavor from it. And that's one of the reasons that we actually, I actually brought this bottle back with me because um i really do like hot sauces but i hate it when you get a hot sauce that actually burns with no actual flavor to it even even the extract because i did actually take him up on the extract challenge Mm -hmm. even the extract when you when it first hits your tongue before that burn hits you and that burn hits you really really quickly but before that burn hits you you get like a little bit of garlic and just a little bit of sweetness like maybe Mm -hmm. a pineapple or um some kind of citrusy flavor to it 
And then the burn sets in. Yeah. And then you need milk immediately. Yeah. Like 20 minutes. I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I went and got some bubble tea. Oh, that's a good. That's a good option as well. Because you've got the dairy in it will help, uh, you know, kill that capsaicin. And then you got the tapioca pearls too. Exactly. So it's fun to drink and it kills the pain. And bubble tea is just delicious. It really is. Yeah. I've never had a a bad bubble tea. Yeah. So that that sort of leads into what makes my favorite pizza. Um, My my favorite pizza currently is uh, actually kind of a complicated thing. So it is the aforementioned buffalo sauce pizza, but it is a deep dish from the Carbonis in Minneapolis Mm -hmm. off of Cedar. Now, um, the thing about it is when they first do their deep dish, their deep dish is good. Mm -hmm. Like you can eat it right away. Oh, yeah. But I highly encourage you not to. And you say, why? I do say, why? Well, it's because when you first get it, like, it has it has a good texture to it, but it hasn't quite refined itself yet. Is it still just kind of a little doughy in the exactly. middle? Exactly. Yeah. It's still just a little doughy. So what you have to do is you have to take it home, put it in your fridge, and their deep dish still has, like, the sauce layer to it with mm-hmm. the, with a thicker layer of cheese to it as well. Yeah. So if you leave it, like, in your fridge overnight or over two days, that sauce, ha- the acidity in their tomato sauce still has some time to break down and kind of ferment, not ferment, but... Um, it just kind of rests. Yeah, and yeah. The flavors get to know each other a bit better. Exactly. So when you take it out, you you don't want to just like microwave it because then it, it's really not going to taste as good. What you want to do is put it in your oven at 400 degrees mm-hmm. for about 10 minutes. Oh, absolutely. And it crisps that crust up. Mm-hmm. It bakes the layers of cheese and tomato and really settles everything together. And it just tastes so good. See, now my question is, and this is because we're going to get in the weeds a bit on pizza cooking. Do you put that on a pizza stone or a pan of any kind, or do you put that straight on the oven rack? I use uh, one of those pans with holes in it. Oh, okay. I don't have the patience for pizza stones. Understandable. I do own one. I just don't have the patience for it. You know, pizza stones are, uh, they're a wonderful thing if you are looking for a a stone-fired pizza, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's... It, it's it's one of those things that it's not absolutely necessary to be making pizza at your at your own house with a pizza stone. So I want to talk about black sheep coal fired pizza. Um, it is literally my favorite place to go currently. Have oh, you been? I, I love it. When I worked at Tin Whiskers mm-hmm. as a beer tender, mm-hmm. uh, they were like right next door, and I ate so much of their pizza. It is, you know, it's one of those things. It's it's the only coal-fired pizza that's in Minnesota, and it is just, it's an experience because everything tastes different. It does. Uh, you know, cooking over cooking over gas um, is a great way to cook pizza. It's a great efficient mm-hmm. way to cook pizza, but it doesn't impart flavor. Uh, no. Whereas the coal-fired does, it has a nice big thick stone, and then they have the coals underneath of it. And it's just that place, first off, smells amazing. Just walking into a black sheep establishment is just an experience for your senses. Um, and then I always go for the salami uh, with the red ple- red pepper flakes. That is a great pizza. That is one of my absolute favorites. It's, it's, it's kind of... Just just 
in my opinion, the best version of a pepperoni pizza that you mm-hmm. can really have. It is not a cheap pizza, so it's not something that I get all very frequently. But when I make an event of it, it is literally an event, mm-hmm. um, and that is, that is why I love that place. And you know, they they make uh, they they've got their own dough recipe that uh, that they've created for themselves. They do make dough in house. Oh yeah, no, and that is always the greatest way to do it. Yeah, they they are they are truly just dedicated to their ingredients well, and their product. And my favorite thing about uh, Black Sheep Pizza in particular is that, and I'm going to get food nerdy with you, so I apologize mm-hmm. in advance. Don't apologize to me for food nerd. Okay, um, Black Sheep Pizza, and and feel free, um, people that are listening right now, to correct me because I'm probably wrong here. Mm-hmm. You can email us fans at travelbyproxy.com. We'll say it again once more in our closer and in our show notes and on our website. Uh, but if we're right, then I'm right and y'all are wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, my favorite thing about Black Sheep Pizza is that it actually blends two distinct Italian pizza making styles. Mm. Um, Neapolitan and Sicilian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neapolitan pizza making style is the one where you have a cracker thin pizza crust Mm -hmm. where instead of using like shredded cheese you use round mozzarella yep and then you get the sicilian style pizza which is a bready it's usually served like square it's Mm -hmm. thick it's baked for like longer periods of time yeah you're talking closer to like 45 50 minutes for mm-hmm. a big time rather yeah. than like your 15 or your yeah. 18 minutes yeah and the best thing about a, Sicil- a sicilian style pie and this is something that's kind of cool you actually see this um throughout italy in like little like sh- like shops that serve food um they'll just have sicilian pies sitting out that they'll just toss into the oven to reheat Oh wow! Yeah, like like it's not the actual pie itself. Like it's just this little square of pizza that you pick up, you buy, it, and you eat. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's like buying a slice, like a sandwich. Oh, it's it's so it's it's sold in that same way where it's more kind of like food that has been prepared and then just reheated afterwards, yeah. like fast food, mm-hmm. but much higher quality. Yeah. and Black Sheep does a Sicilian. That is amazing. I yeah. have not. I have actually not had that uh, at that place. This, this conversation is literally just making me want to go eat pizza for you've, six straight days. You've never had their Sicilian. I have not had the Sicilian. Um, put it in our show notes, Aaron. We will do a follow up minisode for our blog. Oh, absolutely. Where uh, I make you eat the black sheep Sicilian. I'm, I'm down with this. This is a great idea. Yeah, because um, you said that there, there's their uh, salami pizza is your favorite mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i will quickly convert you because the sicilian is hands down my favorite pizza that black sheep makes all right well i actually haven't been there in a while so let's make this happen soon and uh, you guys listening you get to you know get that mini-sode uh from our blog uh in short time after this episode will air uh my favorite thing about i'm gonna wax on about this i know that you actually have another favorite pizza I to do. talk about but um bear with me a little bit listeners because <laughs> My favorite thing about the Sicilian, and I, I convert people because they, they see it on the menu and they think that it sounds like just dumb or like it's just something that got included, but it is honestly like the thing on the menu that is is the hidden gem. It's the thing that, that is worth tasting. It's garlicky. It's aromatic. It's thick. It's got a crunch to it because of that reheating that you get. You know, it 
it just met the cheese and the the top of the dough and the sauce have all melded together to just melt in your mouth. You know, you made me uh, look this up, um, and I double checked. So I wanted to. I will give the description that the uh, website for Black Sheep gives for the Sicilian. It is a 16-inch square pie topped with mozzarella sauce and extra virgin olive oil. Uh, they bake everything first thing in the morning uh, before the oven's too hot, and so everything is then just reheated as it is in Sicily. And oh my yep. goodness, that sounds amazing. Yeah, and uh, if you're listening to this, don't order the 16-inch. Order the small version because that will be enough to eat. It's that thick. Oh, yeah, like a 16-inch like a pie um, for a lot of places around, especially in the Midwest, 16-inch is like the extra large, um, whereas uh, it, nice way to bring back to my uh, second favorite place. Um, so a 16-inch pizza in Brooklyn is like a large pizza. Uh, it is kind of more of a standard size. Uh, and the, the the place that I want to talk about is pizza and pasta. And I want to talk about that because it is the pizza restaurant chain that my grandparents owned when I was growing up. It's the thing that my school always ordered from Absolutely. Up. Yeah. And it's, you know, the, the reason that still remains one of my favorites is because um, it was, you know, what I ate when I was a kid. We always had pizza. You know, my family, it was their, it was their kind of baby. So my parents both, both worked there. I ended up working at the Canterbury Park location uh, for about seven seasons. And, you know, it's a Brooklyn style hand tossed pizza. Um, you know, I think they still do like 10, 12, 14, 16 inch. And I think they still do 18 as their extra large. Um, but it is, you know, it is a bready thin crust that you fold like you're in Brooklyn. Uh, so it's uh, like a 16 inch. We used to just cut in six slices. So you had these giant slices, uh, that were going to be, uh, you know, a one person good size meal. Yeah. It's like a folding foldable pizza exactly um and if you've never experienced a, blo- a brooklyn style pizza with a fold you you owe it to yourself oh, to yeah, try it it's, definitely it is an experience it is wonderful um you need to give it a shot you, you won't get grease everywhere uh, trust me it's it's just delicious um but it is still you know it's the reason that i love pizza so much because i grew up in those restaurants you know we made all our own dough in-house um it was the first time you know that I, it was actually after i kind of grew up that i realized that not every pizza restaurant had you know the the giant like 400 gallon uh mixer to make dough um and you know my my grandfather when he was running it he would go to each of our stores and start the dough in the morning so he left his house at three o'clock in the morning and would hit the farthest location first and then he would go you know because he had one point i think he had six total stores that he was doing this for and so he was going through and just starting dough making sure that somebody was going to be there to watch it and then he'd just keep going until he got to the burnsville location which was his home base and he would get the dough started for there and they would make so much every day um and it's you know it's one of those things you know quality ingredients locally sourced all the time. And this is something that my parents and my grandparents were doing back in the 70s and early 80s. And they actually, they got the business, uh, which had been started by two brothers from Brooklyn, that they brought it in and they came up with this concept. And my uncle was a teenager at the time. He started working at that Burnsville Center location, which was their flagship. And uh, when the two brothers who had started the business decided they were going to move back to New York and they were kind of done with being in the Midwest, they sold it off to my grandparents. And then my whole childhood was in those restaurants. And it was delicious. That's amazing. I've made a lot of pizza in my day. And we went, um, 
you know, when I first started, we had the big like stone fired gas ovens, um, which, you know, sat, sat at like 500, 525 degrees. And uh, that it was really, really warm standing by those. So when when I was saying that I was going to get nerdy about pizza, you were just waiting to yep. uh, correct me there, weren't you? <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Uh, I feel uh, I feel humbled right now. No, but y- you got nerdy in the like history of pizza, yeah, and I I got nerded out on the 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 day to day just mechanics of making large quantities. That's true. Yeah, and it was also great because my uh, my you know once they took that over, you know that happened before I was born. So by the time I started being you know five six years old, having actual real memories, every memory I had was being in one of those stores and then going through. Um, and enjoying ourselves, uh, getting the taste testing whenever they'd come up with a new sauce recipe or have a new dish that they'd come up with. So that is where I think we will be leaving today. And I hope you all enjoyed yourselves. Listen to us just talk about pizza. I, I love pizza. Like, it really is, honestly, the thing that that is so close to my heart. It's my comfort food. It really is my comfort food, too. And if you want to talk about your favorite pizza experience, you can contact us by leaving a comment at travelbyproxy.com or by emailing fans at travelbyproxy.com. The Travel by Proxy theme song is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jarris, copyright 2015. Both are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixture.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we wish you a a look look out your window. window. Walking with you and your moving peace stones and your Rearranging all the pieces that you find Now we're talking about Things and places, all the names And the faces of the people that you love